0: For all of you who listen to Mac Second Floor Studios Presents, Submersion, and own an Android device, do me a favor. Go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I use the app, and I love it. I can search for the podcasts I want to listen to, select them as favorites, and have them all just a click away. Make sure to set Mackey's Second Floor Studios as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode
1: 38. Woo! 38. There we go. Dirty 38. <laughs> so that's, that's, you heard the third co-host. It's Kyle, me, Jamie. You're probably missing me, missing all my dick jokes and everything, because we've taken a week off.
0: Oh, way to get it in there right at the beginning.
2: Gotsta. Eh? Gosta, And then Brahm on the on the other end. I'm here thirty two, uh, two episodes from being over the hill.
0: Wow. And it's, True. Been, it's been an honor. I am. Dude, and <laughs> speaking of being over the hill, you probably felt like you were over the hill going back to our college for homecoming, right?
2: Oh, yes, I did. Bowling Green Homecoming this past weekend had a great experience with uh, Zach the Backbone and the Mustard Man, as well as a, another friend, I guess, Is Renner a part of Zach's podcast that he's releasing? Is that Yeah. I didn't know Rip was there. Yes, he was with us. And I didn't realize that he was Rip until we were playing poker and we had to use our phones uh, to keep tabs on our chips. We used an app. And uh, his nickname on there was Rip. So then I put two and two together. You
0: are a genius. Yeah, it's a really great... Great story, but
1: uh, <laughs> Kyle, why weren't you there? I didn't know it was for homecoming either. I knew you guys were down there, and I was trying to figure out what it was. Like, can't be reunions. Too early for reunions. Maybe it was just a weekend out there. I didn't realize homecoming would, I guess, be October. Yeah, really, t- really celebrating that uh, powerhouse football team. We almost, yeah, Falcons almost man, won. almost almost won. got one. <laughs>
2: I and got one we, uh, win so far. We do, we do. Uh, we're relevant. You know, we belong in the Division One. We've beat <laughs> another Division One team, so... That's all you need,
1: man. That's true. That's more than my alma mater can say.
2: They have not beaten any
1: Division One teams, but... I
2: bet they could. No. I bet they could. If they really try. You got
1: to play the right teams. <laughs> right, <yeah, you> got to <laughs> pick the exact one. Actually, Bowling Green might be a good one to choose. Yep. Yeah, that'd be a good shootout right there.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I did not make it. Uh, you're busy with your video games, I think, right? Yeah, New Call of Duty and... I think they realize, I think they're probably big fans of our podcast right. because I was playing one of the levels. It is in the Arctic, and in Whoa. the middle of the level is Wait, a Arctic submarine. Or Antarctic? Arctic.
1: Oh, okay. I was going to say because we had a lot of Antarctica lately. And yeah. I was like, okay, wow, that's pretty relevant.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess they don't really say, but you know, it's in an ice covered area. Yeah. We I,
1: had we had a lot up in the Arctic too, but just earlier in the podcast. Right.
0: These things have gone in cycles. Yeah. I don't true. get the Antarctica thing. I actually found out somebody from work is going on vacation to Antarctica. My brother is. Your brother is yeah, Patrick, too? Patrick is this winter. Wow. Oh, so they're summer. Yes. Antarctica summer. Interesting. I wonder if he's going to run into the guy. Is, is he going on a cruise? Well, they have to go on a boat. Yes. Yeah.
1: You have to go <laughs> on like one of those boats. Is it, when is it? Christmas? Uh, it's like January. I uh, know. So yeah. Ah, I mean, probably that one before it or something. Dang. Wow. That would have been amazing. They could have done a podcast like, from there. What is going on here? Uh, If only someone would press some kind of sound effect to make it so that we got (laughs) past this. Dive, 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 dive,
2: dive. There we go. Back in the saddle.
0: What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Brain, Kyle El Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. Dude, I've got a pretty good story actually. Before we even get started, wow, really? Yeah, the other weekend I went out musky fishing with a buddy of mine. And we were getting ready to launch the boat And we were putting some snacks in there Because we fish, like we fish all day like We left at 7.30 in the morning I didn't get back till midnight But he pulls out bananas Whoa and I was like, wait, 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 wait You know, what's going on? And he's he's like, I know bananas are bad luck and I said, I know they are too But it's just superstitious, you know Let's see what goes on so And you sunk and you died We launch the boat We get out We are not even like I mean an eighth of a mile From where we launch And all of a sudden we're just Like <laughs> we're going over a spot Where the sonar says It is totally wide open We smoked something Totally destroyed the prop We had to get
1: a new prop And then prop. you sunk and died
0: Almost You can't Actually, see this we saw-
1: You can't see this He's a, he's a ghost right now I a ghost
0: I'm a ghost. It was weird
1: when he showed up, but I roll with it. It's like, ooh, I don't need to knock on doors
0: anymore because I can just come through the walls. That's
1: true. And then he got into my house, and I was like, get out of here,
0: Kyle. <laughs> nope. I'm chilling.
2: Anyway, yes, there we go. <laughs> Brom. If only there was a sound that we can play twice in one episode. If only there was another co host to
1: rescue us from
2: these stories that we're getting <laughs> yeah. into. You can't,
0: there's nobody to do it.
2: Uh, yeah. Brom, what did we watch? Uh, we watched the 1957, I mean, I guess this is really a classic, I, I wouldn't have known if uh, I didn't know, uh, know better and look on IMDb here, but we watched The Enemy Below. True. And it is truly a classic, for a variety of reasons. Oscar
1: winner. Ooh. Oscar winner. It was on the top 10 of the National Border Review Films of the Year, for that year. Um, Yeah. Well-regarded. I think it's well-regarded, especially yeah. some of the- uh, some of the action, um, boat and submarine action that we got to see.
0: And the mind games. Yes. Yeah. You can never downplay that. No.
1: And it was, uh, do you have any people who were, who were the people involved? Robert Mitchum oh, right, as our star. American captain and Kurt Jurgens. Kurt Jurgens. <laughs> Sounds like we're making that up. No, that's definitely the real name. If Kurt you look
0: Juergens. on IMDb, sometimes they have it with a T and sometimes with a D. That's really interesting. so. I like. I like to think of somebody named Curd. Kurd Jurgens. <laughs> curd. Hey, hey, Curd, what you doing? Um, There's that Curd, that little fat bastard. Yeah, and then <laughs> the director. And I'll bring it up
1: uh, later. The director is also well known in uh, bad movie spheres <gasps> for some of the movies he's made. Um, but yeah, so shall we get right into it? I think. Sure. I mean, we're not even like right into it. I think we're already like eight minutes deep. Wow. Uh, so <laughs> we are in the South Atlantic. In World War Two, that was actually something I found kind of interesting in South yeah. Atlantic. So it's kind of like hot. They were in the they were launching from uh, Trinidad and Tobago, right? Tr- Tr- Trinidad and Tobago, Tr- Tobago, Tobago. Good enough, man. Tomato, tomato, and uh, they're basically we kind of jump into the middle of them, kind of like cruising about on this uh, on this uh, ship uh, because they've just gotten a new captain. Basically, this new guy is down there. They're all kind of just chilling, and they've more or less had a very boring time on this you know ship. They're like. Mm-hmm. We don't really do much. They're never really prepared for any kind of like battle or anything like that. Right. They're playing bridge, which I actually really enjoyed the scene of them, like kind of playing bridge in this young guy. Not being able to do it very well. He doesn't really know the rules or how to play bridge.
0: Because you already said he's young. He is young. And young yeah. people don't play that. <laughs> so
1: they're really getting on his case. I didn't even case. know what game it um, was. <laughs> yeah, it was bridge. So my my dad is a huge bridge player. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He played it all the time. Uh, but it, it can be very uh, stressful if you are playing with someone who doesn't really know how to play because it's these very intricate rules of kind of like you you look at the you, you look at your own cards and based on Betting by everyone around the table, you get a sense of what everyone else kind of must have. And there's all these kind of like coded ways of kind of saying that you don't have much or you have these certain things. And as you go through, you bet and you try to guess how many things you will win based on what you learn from everyone else's hands. So if you don't know what you're doing, you can really over bet. And that's like the worst because there's, if you don't meet the bet that you made, you lose a bunch of points or whatever. Interesting. So he's kind of like screwing it all up, this young guy. What an idiot. What an idiot. Uh, But yeah, so it's a very hard game, but they're all like kind of, you know messing with him kind of angry but also discussing the fact that they have this new captain and this new captain uh more or less get the idea that he has been sick for a while um because he was on a ship He used to be a merchant a marine uh mm-hmm. or a merchant guy uh running a ship between england and america and his ship was torpedoed and uh it was very obviously a stressful situation he was yes. rescued and then he recovered in trinidad trinidad and tobago and then was exactly. put on this boat he kind of enlisted and, and was put as the captain of this boat um more or less to recover because he just spends all his time in his bunk. So no, yeah. one, no one sees him. No one really knows much about him. Um, all they know is that he was a civilian not that long ago and is injured and recovering. So everyone's like, "This guy's a jokester," and they yeah.
0: call him a feather merchant. Yeah, I think that's I maybe that's some kind of weird, uh, you know, put down. I think oh, I he's just a feather merchant, right? Like, all right, whatever. But people may not realize Jamie is not misspeaking when he uses the word ship. They are not on a submarine. No submarine. Yeah. No submarine yet. Because the enemy is below. The enemy is the one that's below. I'm a didn't, submarine. Yeah. Spoiler alert, but the enemy <laughs> oh, is below.
1: And so, uh, you know, we even have some of the sail- lower sailors kind of being like, this guy's a jokester, and other people being like, well... You know, if you were such a hot shot, why? Why should you? Maybe you should have been the captain, kind of like razzing this other guy. And, yeah, the know,
0: guy whatever. with the most insane voice on the planet. I was like, real deep, like yeah.
1: this. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, maybe you should have been the captain, buddy. And it doesn't look like he should have that voice at all. He kind of look like looks like a tall version of me, but he's like, hey, oh, why are you making fun of the captain? Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even do it. It was yeah, it's, it's just so
0: cliche and.
1: Like forced, it was it's crazy. Crazy. great. Yeah, it was. It was. It was the the acting here when this started up. I was kind of like, oh, I like that bridge, like this. But the acting was pretty weak at this point. So I was like, I'm not sure why this is like so well regarded. But then we get into basically the rest of the film here may as well be. It's like a. It's just like a really long chase scene uh, in mm-hmm. a lot of oh. ways. Almost like having a car chase. That's it's the entire great. an entire movie, um, kind of because. They start, they get a blip on their, uh, was it the radar or the sonar? Sonar. Sonar. They get a, they get, kind of get a, a sense that there, there, there's something out there. And the captain comes up and he clearly is like, from the, from the jump, amazing. He's like, oh, like there's a chance that what we're seeing is a U boat there's also a chance it's not and it's like whatever and it's just kind of choppy seas or whatever mm-hmm. and so it could be interfering with the instruments or whatever um <clears throat> but they don't seem to have seen us they're kind of moving in the other direction so he tells them to kind of stay the same uh distance from them at all yep. times so if they move try to move with them and yep. if you if they slow down slow down as well because he's like we're gonna look like a blip on their machine kind of like a uh, this this weird deformity in the sound and they're gonna wonder wait is this some kind of thing that we're just like interference we're getting an or is this something real an echo of themselves and so they're gonna move around a bunch trying to see if this echo trails or moves differently yeah. to say like oh it's definitely a ship so he's like just follow it kind of like follow it around like we have a chance potentially to go after this submarine but we have to first convince it that we're nothing. That we're just basically nothing to worry about.
0: And then we cut on over to the
1: U-boat. Oh, yeah. and we actually, see
0: Kurt Jurgis. I was
1: I was happy here because for, in my mind, I had wondered whether this was going to be something where the, like the submarine is more of like a vague entity yeah, it's only occasionally seen. But no, man. Like, they're no, we're right just in as there. much in it as the Americans. Yeah, pretty much 50-50. And we get a really good sense of the characters here, too, because- what would you say the characteristics of the captain of the submarine are?
0: He he's smart. He's smart, yeah. He's decisive. Yeah. And he is not your traditional Nazi. No, he's a little disillusioned. So he is he
1: basically explains that he what he got into submarines back when they were like World War 1 kind of yep. like these dirty rust buckets that they would float around in and hope they hit stuff every once in a while but for the most part you died or you tried to hit something and failed like that was the two like basically the two options you had and when you hit something it was a true achievement because you're basically throwing just shit into the ocean and hoping it hit something oh yeah and now he's like these machines like we're just a machine this uh, germany new germany has become a machine and there isn't any pride or anything real about it and not only that but we like kill a lot of people. He kind of implies like we kill a lot of people.
0: Oh like, yeah. Because we're, he we're said, going to hit something. Yeah, his speech yeah, was like, tre- you know-
2: I mean treasonous. Probably. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh yeah. If he, he didn't call it crew, a bad you well, even saw some things. So he even in the sub there was a sign that says fear by fell were folgen. And I'm sure I'm not saying that at all correctly, right. but I used Google Translate on it and it says leader commands we follow and you see he like walks over and puts something over top of it. And even later in the
2: uh He covers the word movie, Fuhrer, which Yeah Yeah.
0: And even later in the movie there is one of the crewmen who is reading Mein Kampf and the uh, XO is like, uh oh, look at that. Look at that guy. Yeah. Captain's like, Bro, get him out of here. Right. He's dumb.
1: Yeah. So they have a they have a mission. And the mission is to uh, basically take these British code books that they've gotten, and they're supposed to deliver it to a ship somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've, they've stolen some code books, and they have, that's why they're going kind of a straight line. They're not really paying attention too much because they have to really go for, to this rendezvous. Um, and even the American is pretty cognizant of this. He's like, if he's going this straight line, they're heading to something, and we're one boat. And if we end up where they're heading, we're going to get done fucked up. Yeah, because like you know, there's going to be like six ships there, and we're going to be blown to smithereens. So we got to not only do we have to be careful and like kind of stay or just keep our distance for a little while, but we also have to be aware that we have to at a certain point attack this boat. Yeah, we can't have it both ways of just like following it because we know it's going. It's going to a rendezvous.
0: And there's this old guy on the U.S. ship who I really wish was Don Knotts in this movie,
1: the Doc. Yeah, the Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Did you get that feeling? Like, I, I just guy kind of, with I, Don Knotts would be
1: way better. It would have been. And I, I did find him a very funny character of just being kind of this old. He's kind of like an old, old ho. Yeah. Well, I'm the
0: doctor here. And <laughs> then he's asking uh, the captain, you know, about who he used to be because, oh, you're a feather merchant. And uh, he didn't say it like that at no. all. But uh, f- we find out the captain, while he's working on that tanker that got torpedoed. Yeah. His wife was on board. Yeah, so he had met his wife in
1: England. And so he was like super into his wife, obviously. He was like, whoa, check out her, right? Yeah. everyone's like, Ooh. wow, she's actually yeah, <laughs> she's really hot. And he's like, yeah, my wife's super banging. And then they were like, well, the war's coming. You should probably take your super banging wife back to America. He's like, that's true. Like, we don't want those Nazis to come along and see my super banging wife. And yeah. be like, we don't have that in Germany. And so they would uh, – he he got them, got them all and got a, basically her passage on the same ship that he was on. Mistake. No, not great. Uh, Although not quite as bad as when you um, torpedo your own, the boat that has your family on it. (laughs) Not
0: as bad, but pretty darn close.
1: it's pretty, it's just more of an accidental version of that. Right. (laughs) Is that purposely killing your family? (laughs) Yeah. He kind of accidentally killed his family.
0: Yeah. So we can look past it a little bit here.
1: A little bit, yeah. And so he basically said like their ship was torpedoed in half and she was on the other half
0: of the ship. Uh Uh-oh. And... All of a sudden we get a dive alarm or not a dive alarm, but we get an alarm because what do they see off in the distance? <gasps> the U-boat. It has surfaced. It has surfaced and they see the ship and now they get a dive alarm and everybody's just going crazy.
1: Yeah. So what made them come up? They came up to kind of see what was going on, to see what was following them or something like that? Probably, <laughs> Probably to get air remember, at really. some point,
0: right? Oh, maybe it was a yeah. good air, yeah.
2: I mean, this plays right into what the destroyer wanted, though.
0: Right, they wanted to see if it was real.
2: And if the sub and comes up, then the they have to move, and the destroyer gets to move into position while they're diving, and they hope that they could get a few shots off before it submerges.
1: Yeah, and they had they he kind of can anticipate. He knows he knows what the uh, Germans are going to be doing. Right? It's like if we are there, they're going to dive. But if they, he's any type of captain. At a certain point, he'll come up and try to torpedo, and we can time it. So it's basically like he's going to dive, and then he's basically looking at his watch. He's like, in 50 seconds, mm-hmm. more or less, he's going to launch these torpedoes. He's going to see the position of the boat. He's going to think I'm a dum-dum, but I'm not. And then he's going to try to like shoot me. And he does it perfectly. Basically, he moves yeah. He moves right when he's like, nah, they probably shot now. He moves just in time, and the things like skirt right by. He's yeah. basically a fucking genius. It was amazing, and actually, the German captain. At some point, I was like, "Oh man!" At some point, this Nazi's going to get like kind of the jump on him and beat him at his own game a little bit. They're going to see it like, no, yeah. He was always on top. Like the the American captain was always kind of like one step ahead. Oh, definitely. Like, like here, he's almost like three steps ahead, and the German captain kind of like brings it, reels it back in, and it gets close, but mm. never gets the advantage. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's it like is. basically, he's like almost
0: superhuman, in how he <laughs> handles this because uh, I mean submarine. it's. The ship is huge. It's not super maneuverable. No, they're able got, to do this and they've got all
1: And they've got all kinds of like the crew is basically green. Like they have no idea what they're doing. And they simplified oh, like, yeah. at a certain point they're going to start to um well, depth charge the submarine and they're like we need you to be <laughs> able to depth charge in like 3 minutes. Basically when when I tell you to depth charge it needs to start going and if I change wh- where it's going to be like, you need to change too. This is yeah. another thing that outsmarts the Germans. Because the Germans are like, oh, we're going to sit down at like 50 you know, feet or 50 meters or whatever it is. And he's like, okay, we're going to wait for them to set their depths. And so they set the depth charge to 50. And he's like, you got to be ready to change it up on a dime. And they're like, okay, and now we're going to go down to 150. And he's like, they're changing. Change it to 150. Change it to 150. And immediately things start shooting off. But of course, yeah. they're green. So one of the kids gets his hand mangled. <laughs> his fingers cut off. Straight up cut off.
0: And I was watching it. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. dude, what
1: it just happened? Yeah. Not the worst thing to get cut off
0: while depth charging. No, there, there are worse things. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> I usually, when I'm setting a depth charge, I usually, you know, just to keep my balance, I usually lay my dick right on like the railing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that wouldn't have been good in this situation. No, no
0: it would have been just sliced right <laughs> off. Right.
1: Right. Instead, he did. His, he, like he, a pepperoni. He, he kind of balanced himself with his fingers, which I guess was Captain, the best case scenario. Captains need
2: to be extra careful around depth charges. Right. You yeah. don't
1: want to get that Captain <laughs> Dick stuck in there. Because once that Captain Dick goes, everyone's like,
0: oh my gosh. What is that, a nub? It's
2: mm-hmm. like your yes. ponytail getting cut off if you're uh a- Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if you're Samson from the Bible when, he, when his ponytail <laughs> was cut off. Right. That was the story? His ponytail
0: got cut off? Oh. Uh- I think so. Yeah. Anyways, sure, we'll um, go with that. Sure. <laughs> anyways. Uh, but, anyways, but do you remember? Depth what, charging is amazing in this yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, they, they really had some nice scenes with the boat or the ship. Sorry. Not the boat, the ship. Um, and a lot of stuff with the Navy kind of allowing them to do a million depth charges and some really cool ones too. Oh, like, yeah. And you can see it because we've seen, we've seen these exact scenes in other films. I believe this was used in. I'm forgetting now which movie it was, but they, these depth charge scenes we've seen before. Really? Yeah, they did look hmm. familiar. Yeah, they were stock footage in a couple of movies and a whole bunch of TV shows. They're good. Yeah. I wonder how many oh, U.S. Oh, oh, taxpayer uh, dollars went to this. I don't think it's scene. terrible. It's not, or, not one that I've seen. William H. Macy one. Oh no, kidding! Remember
0: Cause that, hmm. in the, Enemy Hands?
1: Yeah, there was the intercut scenes that were from really? the 50s. This was, it was from this movie. Yeah, that movie. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, it really <laughs> yeah. was. It's actually more or less. I weird. had high hopes. It's kind of a ripoff of uh, it's. It rips off this movie quite a bit if you think about like, does,
0: the plot of yeah, it. Yeah. All true. right, but there's no meningitis. No meningitis. No, nope. but there is. We'll get into it later. We'll talk about it.
2: But I mean, sub yeah. v. sub. You, but yeah, it is kind do of. Do you remember? Similar.
0: Do you remember
1: what that kid who got his fingers cut off? What he did? He got his living? fingers
2: amputated. Yeah, what but.
1: It? It? It
0: was, he was oh, a watchmaker.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. they are like,
0: watch- oh man, when you get home, you can just go back to your job. Man, oh, I'm a watchmaker. You're like, oh
2: shit. Yeah,
1: I'm was- gonna be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're fucked. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, well, we sink the submarine. Because yeah. otherwise, it doesn't was meaningless. <laughs> you just lost <laughs> your fingers, baby. Goodness. Um, so yeah. What 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 is the next thing? So they've basically been death charging him a whole bunch. They they kind of drive him crazy, right? Because they, yeah. they they lay off a little bit, and then they they'll rush in and do it. He gets a sense of like how this is working every but hour on the hour. You know, what also they is rush great. In and do it. Yeah. The
0: Americans are able to locate the Nazis again, and the Nazis realize. We need to go down even further. Oh, yeah. And the guy says, that would crush the hull. I'm oh, like, yeah. that's enough for crush depth.
1: This has this has a million things like that. It has fish in the water. Oh, at yeah. Point. All it, the time. Do you remember that wrench scene? <laughs> Who doesn't? It's a giant wrench. Someone's like trying. Somebody
0: to, is freaking out. Because of the depth charging.
1: Because they, they keep on doing these depth. They, they kind of rush in every hour on the hour. They rush in and they depth charge. Them And they're kind of doing it over and over again. And the idea is, at some point, they're going to hit the submarine, and they need to do it at a certain point. But it also throws the uh, submarine off. Like, it really can't uh, go very far in the direction that it needs to go. Because well, it it's crawling. Right. So it has to basically stop, and then it, it, it can't move very far, and they kind of just keep on going in and over and over and over again, and drive them crazy, too. So, like, this guy goes crazy, picks up a wrench, this a, giant
0: wrench. I mean, the size of a human... This wrench is huge. It's really huge. <laughs> and this is probably my favorite quote we've had in any movie, uh right from Kurt Jurgen's himself. He just says, "Give me the wrench." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Electric.
1: Yeah. Really really quite good. Um but I think this is where they decide to go even further down, right? He basically realizes because of the timing that it's just going to keep on happening and at mm-hmm. some point they're going to
0: be destroyed. And so But they're not going to give up. No. They don't want to give up. And so just to screw with the Americans, he says, get me this record out of my room. Somebody's like, are you out of your mind? Like, they're going to hear that if you start playing a record. And he says, yep, turn it up. And then he gets everybody on the boat to start singing. So the Americans are like, they're having a really great time down there. We're not doing anything to them. And it's... I mean, it's kind of reminiscent. We've seen, you know, singing in other movies on subs.
1: That was from uh, Down Periscope. Yep. That did a singing in that to trick people. I think I did. I think it, it's kind of weird because it's a whole chase movie, kind of, that – all of these, like, tactics and stuff kind of blend mm-hmm. together. So we did kind of skip over a couple. I just know that they happened in in some order, maybe not the order that we talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> it's just all gone. There's a lot some, of,
0: like, oil smoke screens yeah, that are let there's out Yeah, there's a certain stuff.
1: point that the German submarine, like, goes backwards and loses them. And then he, he knowing that they're going on a certain trajectory to try to uh, drop off a um, so code book or whatever, they know they're heading on heading 140 or something. He kind of, yeah. like, circles around and heads them off he's like eventually they'll head back on this thing we're going to intercept them and he finds them again and that's when they go down to the bottom of the ocean so they're like straight up on the bottom of the ocean oh yeah and it was great because like, he really was crushing everything and they sat there for a really long time and then the american captain showing how smart he was is like they're on the bottom of the fucking ocean and <laughs> yeah, basically waited on. there for him and they realize also like we're fucked because they go real quiet They start to move a little bit off the ocean. Immediately, they're like, we can hear them again. Oh, because they they were
0: literally laying on the ocean floor. And as soon as you raise up, I mean, you're not just sitting in a bed of sand. Yeah. You know, you got rocks and stuff down there. It's going to make some noise. Yeah. But anyways, so the Nazis come back up and they're like, all right, we got to really screw up this ship. Yeah, you gotta do something. So they are gotta gonna do, fire gotta
1: do one time. We know we know what they're doing every hour. They know when they're going to be attacking. They yep. know all this stuff. So it is the only time that they r- really get like the advantage a little bit on them
0: on the yeah. Americans, and they get the drop because they what are they 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 they're going to fire up. a wide torpedo spread. Yeah. yeah, and he says all it takes is one of these things to hit them. Right, and we're solid. Yeah, but then the Americans come up with a pretty devious plan here too. Actually, no, they do get hit. Yeah, they get hit, and they they're get kind of disabled a little bit. Yeah.
1: Or at least they, they, they pretend like they're more disabled than they are. They, they start to release stuff. They release all kinds of oil. And, and they pile stuff. up mattresses <clears> and blankets and stuff on the deck and light it on fire. fire yeah. just so so they're, it- they're basically being like, we want to we want show as if we're going to surrender. They get the submarine Ooh. to come up and they're like, the submarine's going to be so tempted to basically take us out. They, they think we're totally disabled and they can kind of move on and they're going to take us out. And so when they move, make their move. We're going to fire an artillery shell. We're basically going to turn the boat and we're going to fire an artillery shell at them. Oh, yeah. And so that's exactly what they do. And they fuck up the submarine in turn. So they basically fucked each other up. What's that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They definitely wanted to do that. Kyle was just showing me uh, what he wrote down. And it's real funny. I just want the listeners to know, like, it's really funny.
0: It says the Nazis want to flex, flex their you cocks. You should have told
1: them. <laughs> oh. It was funnier when I didn't say it. Anyways. I can take it out. ha <laughs> <laughs> And so uh, now they're both disa- now they're both disabled. Yeah, uh, the Americans basically all pile into a bunch of uh, boats, uh, life life uh, lifeboats, and they, they kind of swim away, uh sail away. All of the submarine people, there also they they jump out and they climb into those boats as well. So now they're prisoners.
0: Well, but they, yeah, they they swim away
1: after
2: yeah.
0: the Americans shoot them.
2: Yeah, but, they uh, set, uh, they set explosives to detonate the U boat. Mm-hmm. Yes, they so do. they're gonna
1: explode the
0: U-boat. Because they're just gonna ram the ship, yeah. blow this mother up.
1: Yeah, but his like bestie friend, the captain's the C- yeah, his bestie friend is down down below, and he's like all all hurt, like really, really hurt. Yeah. And so he's not gonna leave the ship without this dude. So he's basically like, uh, oh, I guess I'm just gonna die. Like that's it. But uh what's his name? The American captain is not having any of that shit. He's like, yeah. You're coming with me, and I'm being a fucking hero. So he like throws over some rope to them. Yep. He they get they Get this like injured person who's more or less dead. I mean, I'm not really totally sure. I guess it was so he they didn't have to bury him. On no a man summary. left behind, man. I mean, I guess because didn't he die like right at the? Didn't he die like five <laughs> seconds later?
0: Uh, he died. Yeah, very quickly. Yeah. But anyway, they <laughs> yeah. in got a in all like. A, I mean, I guess traditional sailor fashion. They get this like insane, not rope hitch harness oh, yeah. thing, all, over, all yeah, tied all up in like 20 seconds. That'd probably take me an hour to figure out what I was doing and he's able to shimmy the dude who's
2: on his it's last like a, legs it's like a pulley system
0: yeah. yeah and he he may
1: as well he may as well be a corpse cuz that's as much effort this yep. guy can expend he's he's dead like he is
0: clearly dying corpse hanging in the air moving from the burning sub to the yeah. burning ship so they get
1: up there and they're like okay we got to get we got to jump into the water but because they're, they they do not the rest of the crew does not want to give up this captain. They've, they've come to love this guy who they were making fun of as a feather merchant. Like they're like, this guy is the man. He fucked up the submarine. We were nobodies. Like we really didn't do much at all around the South Atlantic. And he like tracked and took out the submarine. Yeah. And even they didn't even know at that point that they had like done a great service for the United States. I mean, they had code books that could have, you know, been a big deal. They don't even know that. They still love this captain. They're like, we got to go back for him. We're not leaving him on that fucking boat. Yeah. So they go in and risk their own lives to go in there. They all pile onto the lifeboat. It goes out and then everything explodes. And oh, then we yeah. see them kind of being like, Uh, this your best friend is like pretty much dead. And you knew that. Yeah, right? dude. And he's like, He's toasted. He's real done, donezo. But, anyways, they get picked up by another boat. We see them burial at sea, which is another classic. I mean, we've seen a lot of movies with burials at sea yeah, at this point. It's great. And they kind of push him over the edge the corpse falls out of the the bag it kind of gets tangled at one point it's kind of like hanging and it's like a real gruesome scene where everyone's yeah. like eh, there's a bunch of children like, there, and they're like oh his tongue's all flopping out yeah. And they're
0: like why didn't you guys dress him why is he naked yeah it was weird. We're like oh god yeah.
1: none we'll of that happened corpse new today it was weird uh and that was then, a great visual effect i think that was <laughs> the end of it right well hold
0: on oh, um, yeah, yeah. both captains go to the back of the deck oh, and yeah. they smoke some cigarettes
1: which is – that's – talking about in enemy hands, right? Boom. Everything is the same as in enemy hands when you kind of track it back. Oh, yeah. Like even the disillusioned captain where the captain is like – German captain's like, oh, I'm like disillusioned with this war. It's like exactly the fucking same as in enemy hands.
0: Oh, yeah. When he wants to give up. He has Why ex- don't we just surrender to the
1: Americans? He's the exo bestie friend. That's he does. because guess what? In enemy hands, he had an exo bestie friend.
0: He also has uh, people who are really – uh ingrained in like the nazi cause and they have that in both movies too yeah and then they not as much in this one
1: they also become like best friends with nazis
0: yeah he's like hey dude you mind if i light my cigarette off yours he's like dude come here and they get so close and he doesn't even let it leave his lips Mm -mm. and they're just touching tips
1: of cigarettes yeah gingerly yep it's pretty nice enemy below yep that's what we watched we watched In Enemy Hands, starring William H. Missy. Hey! Look at that. That was like the best timing ever. Or did you just click that when we finished? No, that That did it on its own. Oh my God. Guys,
2: we've done it. We did it. (laughs) That's it, man. Yeah. We've accomplished all there is to accomplish. Thank you for tuning into Submersion. We'll see you <laughs> next <done>. season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, next season for train movies. <laughs>
1: sorry, that is not happening. We still have an hour more of this episode probably. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone um, knows that season two is skate movies. Skateboard movies. Yeah, skate movies. God, extreme movies, more like it. Yeah, that, that extreme keeps us open to a lot of things. Yeah, I want most vertical primate. That's my top movie. That's bro. it? Mm-hmm. All right, man. Uh, and, and Gleaming it, the Cube. That's the other one I want. Flaming the Cube? Gleaming the Cube. Gleaming the Cube. Yeah. It's a skateboard movie. Don't worry it about
0: Sounds it. pretty clutch. Season um, two, two,
2: Point Break Movies. Ooh, oh, there there at go. least
0: two of those. Yeah. <laughs> at least. I will start off here, because I know, Brom, you don't like going first, so and I always make you do it. Okay. Robert, is that his name? Mitchum. Robert Mitchum. Mitchum was an emotionless statue of a man (laughs) through this entire movie. Just like I like it. And (laughs) you even mentioned earlier, acting could have been a lot better. Story was great. I was, at first, I was kind of bored, but then when we started getting the cat and mouse, and it was literally, for me, the mind games, it was amazing to see these two go to work because in some movies we just see, oh, there's a sub, light it up, and they boom, blow it up. But no, there are equally skilled people on both sides of the war and it was cool to see them go head to head and i mean eventually i mean i would call it a stalemate uh i would say i would say the like well i guess the americans actually you know got all the the people as prisoners
1: it was it was it was more successful on the american side and i think i think the tracking and the taking out like the submarine was more, it was more of being they, in a defensive position like if they got it basically had the opportunity to get away could it get away it's a lot harder to trap than to evade kind of
0: they also got cocky though because yes, remember he yeah. sent out the signal he's like i'm gonna give you five minutes then i'm gonna shoot you down yeah while that while the boat was totally immobilized they could have just boom They've right. done it.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, they definitely got the the upper hand at the very end. Mm. I just feel like the Americans were able to kind of corral what was uh, probably – would have been a very difficult thing for anyone who was less experienced kind of yeah. doing that kind of stuff. Like it was – I think the idea was really supposed to be he was like an all-star even though he was more or less a civilian operating only on rage <laughs> and like <Right>. about <laughs> the loss of his wife. Yeah. So like
0: he, he could have he could have showed a little more emotion for something. I wonder. Like that. Do you think if they do you think the idea of this
1: is supposed to be that he was more or less doing the tactics
0: of what the U boat did to his boat that killed his wife? But no, instance, that would have been a very interesting thing because he knew every single move. He knew
1: every move. He knew. I, do you think it was because he had tried so hard to this. evade the U boat, and then. They seem to do all these tricks, and now he's like, I'm going to use this all on you. I'm going to destroy maybe. you by using all the tricks. That would make sense. I know all your tricks.
0: But it was – I. St- uh, that would be great. They never, like – that never came to fruition. Like, they never told us that, right. but I think that's had to be how it was because nobody just else just is going to really, know all that stuff. Right,
1: just really. I mean, I guess maybe maybe part of it's also that he was – He was a shipper that was going from the UK to America and back all the Mm -hmm. time. So maybe that was more or less his job. His job was always to be evading submarines. Yeah. So now he's there and he's like, I know everything about you. Like, Gotcha.
0: Yeah. Uh, But
1: for me. And maybe maybe that's what happened. That's how his wife died is that he was distracted by how hot she was.
0: Yeah. He's like, gosh darn it, you sexy lady. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't turn this boat in time. No, no way. (laughs)
1: A (laughs) base of maneuvers. Get out of here. Yeah. I'm busy down here. You do it yourselves. Yeah. You're
0: like, what? (laughs) Why is she on the other side of the (laughs) (laughs) ship? Anyways, uh, the visual effects were amazing. Storyline was great. I mean, like we talked about classic, we've seen this copied in more recent movies. So many films, yeah. It's an eight. Wow. Okay. Even with the horrible
1: acting. So, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to let Brom go last this time because I'm going even Ooh, higher than you. No. So, I think the – I agree. Acting could have been better. I, I think part of it is just that they – when they made these movies back in the day, a lot of it was like we need someone to operate this boat because <laughs> we are actors and directors and producers and we can't do that stuff. And then they would get to know these people and they'd be like, oh, you're going to be in the film because we need someone who's like supposed to be a torpedo man or a you know um, artillery person who's in this scene and guess what you're an artillery man so you should be able to do this no problem and i feel like a bunch of times people are like yeah i could definitely do it no problem and they were speaking lines all of a sudden and And that's what the
0: well. uh, the depth charge guy thought. <laughs> yeah.
2: like, oh my god i got my
1: fingers cut. Off. <laughs> what is what is your job back home? Well i'm an actor. Duh. Come on. <laughs> and uh but so i I think that was probably the weakest part of it is is the uh the acting actually could have been a little bit better but otherwise i thought it was really surprisingly well directed um and they had some they had a scene that i wanted to mention where they went out fishing like doc went out fishing yeah and this thing where he'd like kind of dropped the fishing fishing line into the water and you follow the fishing line down and it goes straight down to the submarine down below and i'm like Honestly, I'm not even totally sure. I, I would need to see how they set that up to get all those shots together. Oh, it was Because awesome. back like, obviously, it's some combination of models and live. And at some point, it transitioned from that live up to the, into the models and stuff like that. But it would have been cool to see even nowadays how that was all set up to make it look like it did. So there's oh, something, yeah. like, there's innovation. They have this, like these navy things where really amazing scenes of depth charging. Uh, really, really great storyline, tense. Um, some emotion. I mean, I actually, could have done with the original ending, and I'll talk about that. Like, I do think. Ooh, I'm interested. I, in yeah, that. I do think the, the happy ending sometimes feel like a little bit, you know, too polished of like an ending to a film. So them kind of being like, "Oh boy, Nazis and Americans. I guess we will light these cigarettes together." And oh, gee whiz. So oh, who gee whiskers. Like that kind of stuff is like, okay, right. well, I mean, that it's just that that ages it a little bit and makes it a little old. But yeah. I'm actually going to go. I'm not going to go a full ten. I'm not definitely not going to go that full twelve. Uh, intro. uh but I'm going to go nine and a half. Wow. wow. I really, really enjoyed this, and I have to go I have to go where my heart leads me, and my heart is leading me to nine and a half.
2: Hot damn. Yep. Mr. Rowmaker. All right, guys. You guys really changed your tune on this one. I the first time we watched this, I, I really responded to Zach Galifianakis' character and <laughs> Wait, below. Are we talking about below now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to watch below, right? Yeah. Enemy yeah. Below. Oh, the – oh, yeah, oh, wait, 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 okay. Ooh, uh,
1: my, I thought you were bad. still making a joke
2: about William H. Macy's <laughs> In Enemy Hands. <laughs> oh, uh, we did, I, I, my, my bad. I, I'm all confused. I thought we were supposed to watch uh, In Enemy Hands and Below and not right. The Enemy Below. Right. But, you blew it, man. But I have seen I The Enemy it. Below uh, many years ago before we did the podcast. Uh, that, that one was a pretty good movie, so I do see why you guys are rating it pretty high. Okay, enough with this long con joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, this movie, uh, had everything we want in a, in a submarine film. I loved the, uh, depth, charging scenes. Uh, I, I didn't recognize those before. I thought, I thought it was incredible though. Um, the explosions right off the side of the boat is incredible that, um, that's how those actually function. It was ama- it's amazing.
1: It's really true. One of those things that when, before doing the podcast, as I've said before, like there's aspects of submarines and all this stuff that I had like no knowledge at all. And they go oh, being death charged. I'm like, I wonder what that is. And now it's like, wow. Like, yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's
0: just like a bomb and a 55 gallon <laughs> drum that you launch up yeah. the yeah. side you and just pray to God it you get it far thing. enough yeah. away from
1: the boat. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think that was well. I think that was actually part of the trivia as well. They just, I may have it in there. I may not have kept it in, but yeah, they messed that up on a couple of them. They just totally messed up the the oh, really? back of the boat. Yeah, dang, get too close
2: wow well this this was a really interesting uh movie uh I thought it was unique to the other films we've watched, and that obviously we're on a destroyer and just yep. sort of the time frame of it all you know we're not bouncing around you know some of the other movies we watch you know will do flashbacks and and things like that this movie really yeah, would, really yeah. this one really took place over just the course of a few hours and uh so I mean when you watch a you know an hour two hour movie you know, you're in and then you know, you're following an event that only took not much longer than that. It's really interesting to actually see all the mechanics and, and uh, all the, the strategy that goes into uh, combat between a destroyer and a submarine. So it'd be really interesting to hear if if uh, actual submariners feel like or, or even, uh, um, you know, uh, whatever sailors on a destroyer, whatever their technical term is. Uh, if if they think this is pretty true to uh, actual combat and actual maneuvering, um, it just felt very real. I know Eric
1: – didn't Eric mention it as being one of his favorites? It may not have been because of accuracy or anything like that. But I think it's it's well regarded for the tension and kind of the, the thriller.
0: He may have.
1: N- n- yeah, nature of it. It's kind kind of one of those. And it's also like just more famous. It would be one that people – have seen over the course of their life. Uh, oh yeah, and one of the most popular submarine
0: films. So.
2: Yes. Regardless, I really enjoyed the dynamic of the two captains and them constantly sort of referring to, "Man, this guy's either a genius or he's a fool." And how many times they kind of say that, and obviously it, it ends up proving out that they are both naval combat geniuses. And uh, only fitting that they uh, uh, basically end in a in a stalemate at the end. Um, yeah enjoyed this movie a lot i'm gonna give it a seven.
0: Oh wow all righty
1: that's pretty good
2: yeah like we all pretty went
1: pretty high on it i i just think it's yeah just a solid entry
2: this is one that Very i feel so. like my dad Zimmer. probably knows about or loves like he really gets into like yeah
1: i agree i think that's i think my dad mentioned it as one of the ones that he really liked as well um all right so i'm gonna jump into a little trivia so <gasps> really yes yeah shock right Uh, So it did win the Oscar for Best Special Effects. It was actually mostly for the audio, I think. That's uh, that's what I read, and I think that was for the audio. It was pretty good audio. audio. Uh, And as I said, it was listed on the end of the year top 10 list for the National Border Review. So it was well regarded. Critically, I don't think it was necessarily remembered as being like one of the major, major films of the 50s or anything like that, but it was well regarded when it was uh, released. All right. So the American ship used for the filming was the Destroyer Escort USS Whitehurst. D six thirty eight. So, Kyle and Brom, what do you think ultimately happened to the USS Whitehurst? If you had to make a guess,
0: the USS Whitehurst. Yeah,
1: if you had to make a guess on what happened to the USS Whitehurst, Uh, it turned into a cruise ship. Obviously, self destructed. Also wrong. Now, if you now take into account everything we've learned about what happens to famous ships in the navy, Uh, blown up. It was used for target practice. Uh, that's basically on tw- self-destructed 20- 28th of April <laughs> that's 1971
2: I mean, That's what I meant by it I mean Yeah
1: So this film's plot device The it's poor commanders Grow to respect each other uh, uh, And realize only war Prevented a friendship Between them Is also shared by Star Trek Balance of Terror The episode Balance of Terror David Hedison Who was in the picture Also appeared in a Similarly themed episode For Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea Killers of the Deep So one of the Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea Episodes Oh okay Killers Not the, the movie Deep, no. Good Which also included stock footage. So that was that used stock footage from this as well. And then Jag, the show Jag. Yeah. Cowboys and Cossacks, 1997, used a lot of stock footage from this as well. Really? Yeah. So we need to watch that one probably. Although I'm actually not sure there is a submarine in that. I was trying to read the synopsis for it. It seems like it's just like. Two boat captains, and one of yeah. them was like an enemy during, like, during the Cold War, and now it's past the Cold War. So they start attacking each other. I'm like, how did you use the stock footage from this? I'm confused. Like, just depth charges would have looked so weird. Yeah, I don't know. In a, yeah, on a ship battle. I couldn't tell. Maybe it is Maybe it is a submarine that he's in a submarine, but I could think from the synopsis, I couldn't tell. The it enemy like it was beside. Just exactly. <laughs> okay, so as I mentioned, two endings were shot for this film.
0: Oh, I want to hear this other one you like. In one,
1: both commanders die. In the other, a third vescu- a vessel rescues them, which is what we see. Okay. So, they decided to film this because the director did not like the idea of shooting such a somber ending to it. He didn't like the idea of them dying. Um, really? In the end. Oh, and man. so Instead, he, he shot both and then gave it to preview audiences, and preview on- audiences enjoyed the more pleasant ending. Than the other ones, I think that probably that kind of ages it. Nowadays, it'd be much. It would make much more sense for it to be like they both die. It's kind of yeah. like this revenge for the American, and it, it is like kind of a fitting ending to this disillusioned oh, Nazi yeah. captain. And they kind of die. You know, I don't know honorably. I guess I don't know. Like you could even pursuit, do it in in this in this pursuit of each other. They kind of die.
0: You could even do it where maybe one of them. You know, maybe they even get to the rope rescue, and he gets on the boat, and then all of a sudden. Uh, one of the captains attacks the other with a knife, and insane battle ensues. Mm. And then one of them has a blood-transmitted disease, yes. and they use the knife on each other. Whoa. And then we see the other one slowly waste away.
1: Yeah, over like a like a, <laughs> several decades. He, make, yeah, he makes yeah.
2: it to a desert island and dies of. I don't you know. No, he lives. He malaria. just lives out of his life.
1: He's on his farm, and then <laughs> like ten years later, he's like, "Oh, I'm kind of feeling like a soreness in my back," and then he goes to the doctor, <laughs> and the doctor's like, "You have a, this just." Blood transmitted disease, and you're like, What? How did I get that? And he flashes back to
0: that's how it could yeah. start. That's how it, that's it, how it starts. starts. That's how this movie starts Somebody it's s- farming, <laughs> it's already, it's writing, it's, 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 it's
1: writing itself. I'm about 75 pages into the screenplay already. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, the U boat scene in this movie is far roomier and more spacious, cleaner and tidier than real German U boats of World War II. More realistically depicted in a film called Das Boot. <gasps> Spoiler alert. During the Second World War, these subs didn't have passageways and private rooms and were dirty and cramped. Since U-Boat's head's toilet could not be used at depth, the crew was forced to use buckets, which during depth charge attacks Ugh. would spill. It was said that when a U-Boat returned to base, the smell inside the boat was enough to make
0: dock workers a vomit. That's horrible, yeah. man. So I hope you like that trivia. You'd think there'd be some kind of storage tanker, you know, something like you'd get on an RV anything rather than a bucket yep
1: uh and then so the uh i also wanted to mention that the director of this film also directed one of the worst films ever made uh that's called the conqueror starring john wayne where he plays genghis khan or as brahm likes to
0: say genghis khan wow yep so we've got john wayne playing genghis khan we've got (laughs) William Shatner is White Comanche.
1: Yep. So, which ones do you think would be good in this movie? Since I actually didn't do this trivia for this week, I forgot about this <laughs> section of it. So, do you think John Wayne? What do you think? What part do you think John Wayne would play? He would American have to be the captain. American captain. He's got to sure. be right. Would yeah. be like weirdly really weird otherwise. Again, no, no, it's kind of you know, one of those movies nah, where nah, there's thinking,
2: only only really two characters, and everyone else is pretty flat. No, he's
1: the, he's the German captain, John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to sink them, partner. What about <laughs> William Shatner? Also the American captains. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're also both the American Captains. I'm trying to think of some other uh, uh, offensive films, uh, like Soul Man starring Thomas C. Howell. What about Thomas C. Howell? What would he play? I don't even know who that is. He was Soul Man. Does,
2: Thomas does C. Have Howell, he have a deep played? voice?
1: No, so Thomas C. Howell in Soul Man, mm. he played a white yuppie guy who dresses in blackface to make it into Harvard. Using uh whatever affirmative action, some bullshit storyline. Wow. Sounds offensive. Yeah. It's yeah, got a thirty-three. It is, it is not good. And Thomas C. Howell was like a teen heartthrob at the time. Well, that movie
0: probably did him in.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not great. It's not a not a great look. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Jan from the Office is in that movie as well as James Earl Jones. So, what do you think, James Earl Jones? What do you think? What part would he be? Uh,
2: uh, he could be the obviously. deep voice dude. Oh, he's just the random deep voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's good. Good point. Was that, was that Darth or, Vader or
1: like all like fifties and sixties film we see the one black guy who works in as a cook? As a cook, And yeah. It's
2: becoming like a new trend for us. Yeah, that is seen mm-hmm. in a lot of these movies.
1: Yeah, it is. And then I have one more trivia. Uh, according to Robert Osborne, uh, Robert Mitchum fell down one of the ship's gangways while shooting and was severely injured, requiring to wear a back brace for the duration of filming. Um, at the same time, they also had other things go on, such as they uh, fired some depth charges from the Navy destroyer used in the film, and uh, they accidentally launched at the same time, causing damage to the ship's rudder and its hull. <laughs> which is probably why they ended up having to use it for torpedo practice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. And we're going to finish up with a little Phantom Zone. Ooh.
2: Engage the Phantom.
1: Phantoms engaged, her. So I there's a lot of ways to do this. I kind of just chose one of one of the many ways. I kept on coming back to the same film, so I ended up using it. But it was yeah. funny each time I'd be like, you know what? I wanna use that film, I'm gonna go to do this next one. I go to the next one, i make like, all of the films next steps would be like that same film. Oh really? God damn it, this film just keeps on coming back. So anyways, Theodore Bickle who played the uh um he was the xo on the german on the u-boat okay so he was in the russians are coming the russians are coming which also featured john philip law as a He was also in an australian film called attack force c attack force z really which and you'd be like oh that's like an australian film like whatever guess yeah. what starred mel gibson mel gibson <laughs> indeed. oh yeah and sam neil so we know really? sam neil sam is of course in hunt for red october so from there we have a bunch of options. Like we could just keep, we could basically make it from there. But I was like, you know, I'm going to use Sean Connery and go to *League of Extraordinary Gentlemen*. Uh, it's generally regarded as the best film ever made, uh, which I agree with. And <laughs> from there, Mr. Jekyll is played by Jason Fleming in that film. He's also in *Below*, *Blow*, starring Johnny uh, Depp, I believe. Um, yeah, we talked about it earlier. Uh, that also stars Matthew Davis, and he is one of the characters from Pearl Harbor. That was a film that I kept on coming back to. Everyone was in Pearl Harbor. Like, every time I looked around, someone yeah. was like, oh, he's in Pearl Harbor. It's like, oh, God, I don't want to use Pearl Harbor today. Well, guess what? I had to use Pearl Harbor. Uh, and that features Billy uh, Fickner. Our boy, Billy Fickner. And uh, then from there, it's uh, no big deal. We can basically make it to uh, Phantom. Oh, wait, just from there, from Billy Fickner. So don't worry about it. Uh-oh. Yeah, you're looking at Attack Force, z uh, Yeah, because I. Want to watch this? Well, I I just got a new film, and before we like move on to the next thing, I just got a I just burned a new film for us that features a submarine. Wow! Don't admit that on you know here. I uh, know. I mean, I burned it. Like I actually threw it into the fire. Oh, good, good, I was good. Like, we can't watch this one. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. Obviously. Get out of here. It's called uh, Return to Savage Beach. Uh, star uh, by Andy Sedaris. He's the director who made such films as uh, what was it called? Hawaii. Some hard case for Hawaii or something. And then, oh, this is the
0: movie pack you were telling me about. Yeah, it's
1: a 12 movie pack that I got from the library, which is called like Bombs, Boobs, and Babes or something like that. Oh, Bombs, Bullets, and Babes, I think that was it called. That was my kind of movies. <clears throat> uh, well, you're going to really love this film because it was fucking nuts. <laughs> apparently, th- they kept on – the only scene that I saw as I was like get, looking at this film to see if there was actually a submarine yeah. was apparently they kept on flashing back to the first film in the series, Savage Beach. This is Return to Savage Beach and it was the first one, Savage yeah. Beach, where a pro wrestler uh, kills a FBI agent by doing a um, – what's it called when you like jump on their head kind of? A piledriver. Yeah. So a pile Driver and snaps his neck. And so they do a flashback and they're like, and because one of the characters is like, didn't you kill an FBI agent? And it shows him pile drive this FBI agent and kill him. And then he goes, no, you don't understand. That FBI agent was actually a serial killer who was just pretending to be an FBI agent. I was like, this is how you decided to explain away him killing an FBI agent? Like, first of all, that doesn't exonerate him. He's not getting out of jail because right. he, he didn't know he was a serial killer. <laughs> it's not like he secretly knew he was a serial killer. That's ridiculous. There, he's like in court and somebody's like, and that guy was a serial killer. He's like, yes. Come on, thank God. Oh, man. I did, I did pile- everyone drive, a service. I did pile drive him to death, yeah. now I get
0: out of jail. Yeah, I totally did that. So we are 100 percent watching that movie. That sounds amazing. Yeah. All right. It's time for subs worldwide. It's it's subs 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 Sub Sub world, wide wide wide. Oh, I'm excited. So this actually played out perfectly for me. I just decided, well, we need to do you know World War Two era submarines. So. I picked the German Type 9 or 1X submarine. Wow. So
1: how many of the types have we done?
0: (sighs) Quite a few. 7C for sure, obviously. Duh. And I can't remember. I have a whole list compiled, so I'm trying not to redo them. Although I obviously redid that one for last week. But anyways, these were designed between 1935 and 36 to be ocean-going subs. that could operate far away from Germany. They were used to disrupt... Not all of them, but some of them were used to disrupt the flow of troops and supplies from the U.S. Uh, that were headed to Europe. The specs on these things, they're 251 feet long, 30 foot, 10 inches tall. So that's hmm. a pretty big boat.
1: It's almost as tall as I am.
0: Yeah, almost. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> you guys don't know it, I'm 31 feet tall.
0: Mm-hmm. It's incredible. You should see the mic that I have to, the stand that I have to have.
1: Yeah. I almost managed to the NBA. Actually,
0: I was too tall. <laughs> yeah, It's very difficult for me to dunk the basketball. They couldn't get you out of the tunnel. No. <laughs> uh, so they could travel 10,500 nautical miles while surfaced, 65 nautical miles at four knots while underwater. They could go pretty darn deep for a World War II sub, 750 feet down. They held 48 people. Their diesel-electric... They had two supercharged diesel engines generating 4,300 horsepower.
1: That's a, is that a technical term, supercharged?
0: Yeah. Like a supercharged Hemi. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So supercharged. Okay, okay. They ought then they also had six diesel marine engines that could generate 9,000 horsepower and with a lot of horses, yeah, <laughs> it is, and two electric motors that could generate 990 horsepower. Hmm. Can't get that extra 10? Can't get nope. over that can't get like double it. digits. It's not even close to my Mercury. What the uh, hell?
1: I'm pretty sure the American subs could get to a thousand, get those 10 extra horses on there.
0: Yeah, they would do anything big.
1: (laughs) Literally, Um, they horses. There's 10 extra horses. Yeah, yeah, we can only get to 990 just like the Germans. Lash some horses onto this
0: bullshit. (laughs) Goddamn. It's funny you talk about lashing things onto here. But anyway, um, so with those speeds on the surface, they could travel at 18.3 knots uh, while submerged 7.3 max speed. How
1: fast is that for our land
0: mammals? Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> Scientists contend we may never know. Yeah. <laughs> so for weapons, they had six torpedo tubes, four in the front, two in the back. Ooh. Yeah. So you get a little longer in the front. It's almost like an email haircut. Mm-hmm. So they, they also carried six reloads within the sub itself. That's a lot of torpedoes to crush hands with. It is. Uh, but also on the outside, they had torpedo containers lashed on. and That seems dangerous. Well, they could carry 10 additional, so they could hold 22 torpedoes, which is a lot. What me say they bumped into something You that torpedo's going to hmm. explode? And they probably don't arm it while it's in storage.
1: That's why you're the captain, I and know. I'm just one of the grunts. <laughs> I would tell them you are arming those things.
0: Like, hey, I armed it and I loaded it. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, some of them did carry mines, and they could hold 44 TMA mines, what or- does that stand for? Too much ass. <laughs> or- <laughs> <laughs> or 66 TMB mines. What is that saying like? for? Too many boobs. Yeah, we're- All right. And uh, <laughs> they had a 4.1 inch deck gun. And so one of these is on display in Chicago. Inch? That's it. Yeah. Tiny little barrel. It's, it's just not- like a. It's like a concealed carry gun. It's a very small deck gun. <laughs> pew pew pew. It's almost- Our small <laughs> arms fire can't penetrate the hull of that tanker. I don't know, guys. Just keep shooting at it. I got to say, I got at least an inch on that deck gun. Don't yeah, worry about it. That's great. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so the U 505 is displayed in Chicago. Oh, Triton. Yes. And the website actually has a pretty awesome, tag- awesome tagline. Like when I logged on, it said, elusive, deadly, captured. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, um, this thing was actually captured in the South Atlantic. Hmm. So I was like, no. Way. We just watch a movie where they're operating in South Atlantic and I find a sub that's been captured there. So you can go tour this Bad Mama Jamma. Saturday, November 10th, they have like a special in-depth one. So it's like, I know what we're all doing that day. Obviously you're gonna be in Chicago. Uh it was captured on June 4th, 1944. It got the uh Great tag of being the most heavily damaged U-boat to return to port. Great. And as something we've seen in many of our movies. Uh, it was the only sub in which a commanding officer took their own life while in combat. Wow. Pretty hardcore.
1: Hmm. So he did that to, to prevent being captured or just it happened <laughs> before?
0: I don't know. That was, that was like just this little blip on what I was reading. I'm like, I want to know more about that because yeah, people are exactly. probably like... What just happened? What do we do now? That would be. That's what I would think. Mm-hmm. But that's it, man.
1: I liked it. Seppuku. A lot of people do. Yeah, it could have been.
0: Could have been a little sepuku. Yeah, sepuku. I don't even say what I, I said. Seppuku. I can't remember yeah. whatever I seppuku. said before. You guys said it was offensive. Sepuku. Yeah, I, said, I don't think that's offensive. The one I said.
1: Yeah, the one you said was adventurous. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't remember that. Anyways, Bram. Tube three ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Give it to me, gentlemen. I have tonight a very hard-working countdown. It, uh, it's not the only thing hard, am I right, guys? Yeah, <laughs> <No! laughs> crush it. It uh, it's a competitive countdown. It uh, it works to recap the BGSU homecoming for uh, Kyle, our alum who couldn't make it, and Ooh, it also uh-oh. catches the world up on uh, what's been going on with Mustard Man, our absent wow. friend. This yeah.
1: I, can I can I quickly before you get into the countdown? Can I yes. quickly say something about absent friends? How we we always say I like, go oh, taps and friends when we were like getting ready to do this podcast. It was from Steel Sharks and whatever, and I thought it was kind of funny. I just watched like the entire Star Trek movie series, and they say that so much. It's it's kind of like uh, William Shatner's thing when he's toasting, really. Absent friends, yeah, huh? Kind of interesting. I mean, I know it's th- I know it's something that people say to absent friends is like a classic kind of toast or whatever. But it was funny to see that because it's Star Trek is very like naval based. Every he you know yeah. he's Captain Kirk, but he becomes Admiral Kirk. They all are. It's all Navy uh, organization. They even had that episode that was. Kind of chasing the Klingons are almost supposed to be U-boats, German U-boats in a certain respect. Like, really? They always had this cloaking device; they're hard to find, and they're kind of like, you have to like chase them around and stuff like that. Like, or at least this is what it was in the in the, sh- in the yeah. movies that i was seeing so it is very like navally and i wonder how much of that to apps and friends is kind of like a naval thing and we just didn't know it and it wasn't still sharks which and is we looked like we a bunch it. of tools <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 anyway so that was yeah. i just wanted to interrupt real quick okay keep on going so you're counting down the top 10 victories of uh, bowling green football is that, right? <laughs> that is incorrect there are only 10 <laughs> the only 10 victories
2: <laughs> all 10 no uh so uh for those who don't know the mustard man is a happy drunk and when he disappears uh during a night of drinking he almost always returns with a new friend for everyone to meet kyle are you familiar with this
0: yes yep Many a times.
2: So, I'm going to recap five events from BGSU Homecoming this year. You have to tell me which ones are true and which ones are false based on your knowledge of the Mustard Man.
0: Oh, man. I have never met Mustard Man in person, so this might be difficult for me. This is Uh, is a learning experience for you. Yeah, don't uh, count anything out with this guy. (laughs) Hey, were there
2: celebrity look-alike photos? And did did he find Russell Wilson again? We did not. It was Something we were focused on the whole weekend, but we did not find any of our uh, key celebrity lookalikes this time around. This segment is, Do You Know the Mustard Man? Ooh. Starting with number five, true or false, guys. Frida Falcon, BGSU's legendary mascot. Alex brought Frida into our tent at the football tailgate. Alex got her autograph on his forearm and Sharpie marker. He then gave Frida his autograph on a paper towel signed Kyle Smith.
1: I would say true. True. I also agree that sounds very true.
2: That is a false. That is a falsity. Oh,
1: damn it. It's a testament to Mustard Man
2: though, that we both got that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> totally something that would happen. I think I I think I did a pretty good job uh, with my false ones here that uh Yeah, that oh,
0: is- I should have known. You guys didn't even go to the game. We did not. I didn't know. didn't know it? that
2: information or not.
1: It was an away game. I should have known too. <laughs> <laughs> Homecoming in away event. <laughs> it is. It was, wasn't it an away game? No. No. Oh, I look I looked at the I could have sworn it was listed as an away game on ESPN. But maybe ESPN didn't give a
0: shit. Yeah, they're probably
2: like what is the it mac? Pro- <laughs> <laughs> they probably screwed it up. Number, t- uh, number four, revisionist bartender. Alex brought us an off-duty bartender who is eager to tell us about his favorite liquor, a 1942 German tequila. When asked if it was Nazi tequila, because it's 1942, he responded, the Nazis weren't really a thing yet. Trust me, I'm a big history guy. True. That or? is true. True or false.
0: Y- you're saying that's true? I'm saying that Alex found that guy. Oh. Um...
1: See, I'm, wanted, I'm tempted to go with Kyle because he like knows Mister Man, but I'm going false. This is a true story. Damn
0: it! <laughs> the Nazis weren't really a thing. 1942. 1942. I'm like, well, wait.
2: <laughs> I had to get my phone out, and, and like, sure enough, they came about in the 20s, and America entered the war in 41. So, <laughs> so they were kind of a thing. <laughs> kind of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, guy in a horse head mask. Alex brought us a guy in a horse head mask while on the back patio of Nathan Wally's. He was drinking a fishbowl through a beer bong tube fed under his mask. He informed us, this, city, this city's never seen my face and it never will. <laughs> All right. I think that's false.
1: But I really hope it's true. I got to make a comeback. I'm saying
0: it is true. Uh,
2: it is a falsity.
1: Damn it! Okay, well,
0: never see my I really face. And never
2: will. <laughs> my God, what a quote. Number two, the submarine fan. Alex brought us a guy wearing a Beatles yellow submarine shirt while at the Broadhouse. Alex excitedly introduced him as a huge submersion fan. When the guy said, Wait, what am I? Alex's face darkened and he said, Just get the fuck out of here.
0: I'd say that's true. I also say it's true. That's a falsity. Like, oh you gotcha.
1: think I've got him randomly right at this point.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number one, the final one here. Uh middle-aged female alumni. Alex hit it off with a m- <laughs> True. True. <laughs> Alex hit it off with a middle-aged alumnus who joined us at our table at downtown bar. When her husband came knocking, Alex told him, It's all right. We'll we'll return her later with some gas in the tank. <laughs> That is true. True. That is a true story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with some gas in the You, tea. you had me at middle age. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: Well, you guys did all right there. I think I did a, a better job of uh tricking you on what uh things that mustard man would do but
1: it was it was a very well constructed it, you didn't go too crazy with what was going on to the point where you could tell that something wasn't
2: real well i mean
1: but there wasn't too many it wasn't enough there wasn't too many jokes like a lot of people make like some extreme joke about yeah. it and then his he got up on stage and his <laughs> pants fell down it's like well, that doesn't really happen to real
0: people at bowling green it happens to real people <laughs>
1: so like the middle-aged Person that makes sense—the one that he said in the beginning of like getting the yeah. autograph on it, putting the autograph on a paper towel and stuff like that, like I'm putting my name. I believe st- that, that <laughs> smacks of like <laughs> those little details you did that made it hard to yeah. guess. Well, thank especially
0: you very much. Because it's especially because it's Mustard Man. That right. guy is unpredictable.
2: Hope uh, hope that clued you in a little bit on how the weekend went. <laughs> it was a good time. That is, do you know the Mustard Man? All right
1: do we have uh, any other things to say
2: other than fuck you Kyle great I think that that about sums it up fuck you Kyle
1: thanks for listening to Submersion find us on SoundCloud
0: and follow us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter can't get enough of us Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. And if you like what you heard, please go ahead and give us a rating. All right, guys, this is fucking episode 38. Was that the real start to it? Yes. All right, so Bram, you just start. T- we just talked, so you start talking.
2: Okay, so I uh, had the delicious experience of eating a fart taco this weekend. I don't know if you've ever had a, a fart taco before, but basically, it's a taco and you fart on it, and then you eat it, and it is it is exquisite, if I do say so myself. And I hope that is what you were hoping for when you asked me to talk for about 10 seconds